I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. And welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit down in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 100 and something something. 15. 15? Oh my God. And we have a special guest. It's Kai Dar, everyone. Chief Brown correspondent making his return to the program today. Hello. <laughs> He doesn't actually have a microphone because we haven't done that yet. Nope. Uh, so he's just going to be yelling. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Listeners, you were like, oh my God, they, they got the third microphone? No, friends. No, we did not. Talk more no, about they that. did not. Talk more about that in a moment. If you would like to listen to all other 114 mm, and change episodes of this program, there are two ways you can do that. Primarily two. I mean, we're other places, but first and foremost, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Give us a follow on there. You'll be notified every time a new episode goes live. But if you're like, oh my God, that is too much work. It's way too much. All those buttons. I have things to do there. I I cannot handle all these buttons. I have a 35-year-old Pakistani man just wandering around like a toddler through my apartment. I cannot wrangle him and download new episodes myself. Put put it down. Put that down. Stop it. Stay still. Just sit. Okay. Look at your phone. (laughs) Go on Pinterest. Watch your YouTube videos. We have a way that new episodes can just be brought to you. You will see an icon on the SoundCloud page that bears a familiar logo. It looks like an apple with a bite taken out of it. An unbelievably familiar logo. You know it. You've seen it. You probably have it on items you own. Not Caitlin. No, she's a a hipster. But I feel I feel like the non-Apple people are are the new hipsters. What? Because anti-Apple has become part of their has become part of their philosophies. Um. uh Scoff. Uh-huh. <laughs> we will talk about this later. <laughs> anyway, go to that Apple Podcast page, give us a follow on there, and you will hear it every Tuesday on the wind. Oh my God, do you hear that? It's Chauncey. That's Chauncey Frostilicus the Third. Sir Chauncey, Night of the People, Free or the Fair Folk, bringing you new episodes of The Geek Down every single week. He's going to use his doctorate only for good. <laughs> What's his doctorate in? I don't know. No. Chauncey's all good. Chauncey's the only good. He's the only good. Left in the world. Chaotic good? Neutral good? What type of good? Just lawful good. Lawful good. Chaotic good. Probably chaotic good. Chaotic good? He's, well, he's a freer of the... He's a re- rebellion. Like, he's a rebel, right? So that's chaotic he's good. A freedom fighter. You guys have said that numerous times. Yeah. Okay. Chaotic good. Yeah. Chaotic good. And I don't know what he's a doctor in. Probably a doctor in kicking your butt for the good of the people. But he's there. He's come to give you geek down. Every single week. Thank you, Chauncey. He appreciates the thank you. For all the work you do. Yeah. should have a Chauncey appreciation episode. Well, you would have to text me back. Which I'm... To have a Chauncey appreciation episode. He's really busy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet he is. If you have any insight into why Chauncey only texts Caitlin and not me, there are a few ways you can let us know. First and foremost, Twitter at GeekDownPod. Get up off Twitter. Instagram at GeekDownPod. You can email us if you require more than a single photo or 280 characters. Is that what we're up to on Twitter? I don't know. I'm never on Twitter. I don't Get exist there. <laughs> That's me and Kaim high fiving. 
You can email us, geekdownpod at gmail.com. Or, why would you bother? Nobody's there anymore. It's literally an empty mall. <laughs> you know what? But empty malls are the best. You get the best deals. There's good Chinese food. You don't bump it's, into people. It's the Fort, it's the Fort Malden Mall in Amherstburg, Ontario. Shouts to all, all my homeboys way back who remember walking through, going to Sarb's Market to get Led Zeppelin <laughs> t-shirts and silver rings when you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's Facebook. That's Facebook. Yeah. Facebook is the Fort Malden Mall when Sarb's gifts was still there. Buy yourself an ashtray and a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Or the Treasure Hunt store at Dixie Outlet Mall. Yeah. Or it's like the Galleria in Toronto. Facebook's the Galleria Mall of social media. You can go there if you want. Yeah. You can hang out there if you want. You can go to www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. And we're there sometimes. We're there. I guess. If you want to be there too, we'll definitely come back. We'll meet you there. We'll be there for you. Yeah. Sure. We won't be a little late because the bus only gets there like every 40 minutes. (laughs) And if you get off on the wrong stop, then, you know, you're fucked. That happens too, Jordan. You are are Lisa Simpson out in the middle of the the desert. Don't make me tap the sign again. (laughs) Do not make the driver tap the sign. Go to the Facebook group. Men yelling at you flipping over chessboards. (laughs) Go to the Facebook group. I'll just say, you know, I'm not always on the Facebooks. I don't listen to every episode, but hey, I'm out there. I'm sharing. I'm sharing it on the Facebooks. You know, it's great. You don't gotta listen. You just gotta share. There you go. Thank you, Kyle. If you are already fed up with this arrangement and would like to ensure that we can get a third microphone sooner than later, please visit our Patreon campaign at Patreon.com/slash/GeekdownPod. There's lots of stuff there. So much stuff there. Most importantly, ways for you to find out how you can support this endeavor financially. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to see if that's a hair on your on the screen. It's a, or crack. It's a crack. It's a crack. I smoke some weed or something? <laughs> God, you're so fussy. How dare you? I, I'm just curious. That's all. <laughs> He's just a fussy. You are. You're fussy. a fucking fussy toddler. Jesus, you could have waited till the break and asked, what is that? And I would have said, it's a crack on my <laughs> iPad, Kaya. <laughs> how distracted you would be by, by, by my bald head just like getting up in your personal space sorry <laughs> it's gonna be best episode <laughs> this is why they need to I'm fucking already fed up with this episode I'm six <laughs> minutes in and I'm already done well thankfully it's a chit chat episode okay you know what this is gonna be a great episode besides your curmudgeoniness this is why you get raisins in life. Yeah. Kyle brought us cookies, and mine didn't have raisins because he likes me. And Jordan's has raisins because Jordan deserves raisins right now. Was I out on raisins on that episode? I don't recall. I don't recall being out on raisins on we're, that episode. We're always out on raisins. Yeah. You you advocated for them, and I just felt that you needed to understand the betrayal that Caitlin felt. When people put raisins in my shit. That's why I put glo- raisin glossettes in your cookies. So that you could bite it and thinking it's a chocolate chip. But then feel the sting of betrayal. Of Joke's raisin. on you, motherfucker. I love glossettes. Well, I'm happy regardless. So, <laughs> win-win for me. Either way. We're going to have a great episode. Because it's a chit-chat episode. We love chit-chat. It's like the place where we're the best. Oh, come on. <laughs> There's lots to chit-chat about. Is there? Yeah. I have nothing to chit-chat about. Um, how one of our favorite authors has been duck-faced. 
That's not no what that is. Milkshake ducks or whatever. Not what that is. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no one could explain what the milkshake duck was to me, so then it's not stayed in my brain. What else happened this week? Yes, one of our favorite authors got milkshake ducked. Kanye continues being Kanye, although did get owned by some dude On at TMZ. TMZ. Although, let's not give that dude all the awards yet. He has a podcast called The Red Pill. So, mm, oh, let's, uh, let's, walk, let's walk that back a little bit. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit. Let's be, let's be a little careful. Let's little, be careful. Careful's the word. Let's be a little careful with, before yeah. we start lauding accolades at a dude for standing up to Kanye. So, I kind of gave you a theme. You gave me a theme? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what you meant by that, though. Yeah, but you're just supposed to, like, think of things. I did not. Fine. Well, okay. So, the Listen, theme... Do you not understand that they added... They finally added races for the flying car, the submersible car, and the jetpacks on GTA, and it's been... It's been double money all this week? Okay. So, I've had, like, no time to focus on anything. The fucking Red Dead trailer dropped, and people are like, oh, my God, the Red Dead trailer. And I'm like, do the horses fly? Because if they don't, I don't, I don't care. We could probably get mods for flying horses. I'm not, uh, so one of the dudes gave a big, uh, interview with IGN talking about some of the mechanics of the new Red Dead, specifically the, uh, the horse aspect. There will be like an empathy bond with your horse. <gasps> oh, like the longer you're, like the longer you're with it. And the interviewer was like, well, that means your horse can't die. Right. And the guy was like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> and then the dude was talking about in his play testing that he's been doing. Yeah. Your horse can get injured, and maybe you can nurse it back to health. Aww. So his horse got injured, and he tried to book it back to town to uh-huh. get medicine to save his horse. His horse died while he was gone. <gasps> <laughs> he came back, and his fucking horse was dead. And I'm like, I do not want to play this game. Why would they do that to the player? Because your horse dying is like the worst thing that happens in Red oh, Dead. That's painful. And then there's, there's painful. all the dead people. Like the, the people you murder? Yeah. Yeah. People you lasso and drag and drag behind you and yeah. whatnot. But yeah, horses dying are sad. Listen, as we have not established, I, kn- I knew one day on Facebook that I was like clearly demarcating my position when a guy I went to high school with was like really having it out about people who feel bad about animals being hurt, but like don't care about children. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, goodbye. Yeah, um, I've actually just had uh, brunch with someone who feels that way. And one of my housemates feels that way. She's like, eh, babies, whatever. But she's like, don't hurt the plants or the bugs. And I'm like, that's just live your life. P- plants? Oh, yeah. she has. They have plant babies. You living with poison ivy? Uh, they're both plant crazy. Um, this is the first I've had. Define plant crazy. This is the first I've ever heard so this. Our, it sounds like a drug in you. So, no, straight up, they... We know that, forgive the phrasing, bitches love succulents. Interesting. Um, Do you not love succulents? Are you the only woman I know who does not love succulents? I don't... Is that one of the cactuses? I don't even know why they're called that, but yes, they're little plants that, like, don't need water, basically. Like, it's like cactuses and, like, other little things. You get the little terrariums in the glass globe and you build them and shit. So, I can tell you right now, we have them in our house. I did not build them. My housemates love all plants. Um, they're starting like they have a raised gar- two raised like gardens in our backyard. They've plant planted like berry bushes. Amazing. Specifically about succulents, if people start putting that shit in my teacups, I will clothesline you. Okay. 
Plants don't belong in teacups. Neither do soy candles. Just putting that out there. Yeah, like these shits. I mean, they're plant. They're fine. All those little things that just spread. Like- Kaim, how many women do you know who are all about these fucking um, things? Not- Maybe it's just a millennial thing because millennials I- are all about. I'm a millennial. Fucking- You're barely a millennial. I don't. You are know. clinging. You're literally <sighs> fingernail grooves in the word millennial that you are like grabbing onto. You are like so far on the outside edge of the L of millennial. But I just feel like everyone isn't a millennial. Have you seen that college humor sketch? Where it's like, I, I'm not really a millennial because I was in the, lived in this small town and we didn't have internet. We, we had dial-up until like I was like 15. There's like all these things, markers that make you a millennial just beside age. And there's always something in there where you're like, but I'm not a millennial because of XYZ. I just feel like everyone's trying to like, instead of actually saying that's stupid, these demarcations are dumb. People are just like, oh, that's not me. When they're talking about lazy avocado toast eating people, that's that's on me. I, I think that the demarcations uh, signify cultural shifts or, or beginnings of, of massive. Cultural but there's constant based on, based on techno like significant technological advances. There's constant technological advancements from but from not the not significant ones like the internet. It's a huge one, but I didn't grow up with the internet. I got it when I was when we were I was like eleven. So does that mean I got it when I was like almost seventeen, eighteen? Yeah, like twenty. Yeah. So So you in the millennial bracket. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. But I don't think but what about those kids who didn't get they my age, but they didn't get anything until they were like twenty. Does that make them not a millennial now? Jordan? Yes. Oh, it makes them not a millennial. Yes. Even though they're my age. Yes. So it's specifically the internet. I would say so. Okay. That's a huge part of it. But then what about, so I had a Mac, right? And it was a very different, this is one of the reasons I hate Macs. (laughs) I had a Mac when I was a kid and I couldn't do anything on it. So am I still a millennial? No. (laughs) No? No. No? Are you just saying things just to be contrary? Thanks, Jordan. (laughs) Thanks. So we have no idea. This is a great time to go to our Facebook page and let us know what is or is not. If you're a millennial, you're not going to a Facebook page because the kids are not fucking with Facebook. I go to a Facebook page. Because you're not a millennial. God, I am a millennial. Um, Anyways, why do we get on this? I don't know. I don't know how uh, much of a millennial she is considering her love for old lady stuff like... Agatha Christie, and what was the other one? Murder, she wrote. Uh, okay, you know what? Stuff like that. You can just fuck off. <laughs> because lots of people love Murder, She Wrote. Who loves Murder, She Wrote, Caitlin? Most lots of, of people. Them are in palliative care. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Wow. Okay, so I do like hanging out with old people. We share, we can play backgammon. Okay. Bridge? No one wants to play bridge with me. You talk about how to schedule and divide up your medications. Galen, do you have one of those like trays with the days of the week on it? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid. Do you, do you put like sparkly stickers on them to show that you're not like a typical old person? No. Caitlin, do you have a magnifying glass for reading the newspaper? <laughs> You know what? I I have a magnifying glass. (laughs) I stopped reading the newspaper. 
Are we taking are we taking on a bet on whether oh she's God. already planned what type of cane she's going to use in the future? She doesn't have a cane already just for just for rainy days. You never no. know. Never know when you're going to need no. one. You bought the, like a Slytherin cane, haven't you? Oh I'm God. not Slytherin. How dare whatever, you, Ravenclaw? Come on now. Thank you, thank you, Jordan. She's Hufflepuff. No, uh, what? <laughs> oh, she... oh shit! Sorry, that was... I am a Ravenclaw. I should not be sitting next to her. <laughs> My God! Gonna have to bake her more cookies. Jesus, Kyle. You ain't got the answers. Kyle does not have the answers. No, he does not. Uh, what else is happening out there in the world that I meant to meant to discuss? Um. Well, we said we weren't going to just discuss Kanye anymore. We're not going to discuss Kanye anymore. Although, I do love that while he was, you know, releasing a song where the actual lyrics were poop de whoop scooby de boop poop boop de boop Man is a Martise. He's been listening to the podcast. <laughs> he <laughs> wants yes. to scat. Scooby-dee-wee. Don't stop the man from scatting. Uh, well, he does that, you know, Donald Glover had a very... It was a very interesting 24 hours because I feel like it's like both sides of Donald Glover. Like he hosted SNL right. last night. I oh, did he? I haven't seen all of it. I've just seen like a handful of sketches. Mm. And it's a real kind of like, here is the Donald Glover for white and middle America. Oh, so the community Donald Glover. Yeah. Oh, okay. A little more smiley, a little more laughing. Because like, he doesn't, he's not like that. Um, Not not anymore. Not not really. Was it like, the com- like his comedy routines? A little bit. A little more high energy. The monologue was like. You know, about how he can do everything. And he's also low-key, like, pissed off that he didn't get hired for SNL because <laughs> he, he, he auditioned twice. Um, and he's walking around kind of, like, jazz singing. He's like, I really can't do anything. <laughs> he's like... Amazing. Hey, hey, Kyle. How did you get... What did you do for your audition? He's like, oh, uh, you know, I did some characters. And then I also did the skateboarding thing. He's holding a skateboard. And it's like, oh, cool. Can I see that? I can skateboard. He like puts it down. And he like falls flat on his ass, like a prat fall. Right. Like I'm Donald Glover doing a prat fall. Like I haven't seen that like since the Community days. Um, his one joke in his monologue was like, um, you know, I've done, I've done this. I was on a show called Community. I'm going to be playing Lando, Lando Calrissian in the new Star Wars. And if you're black, I made Atlanta and Redbone. Amazing. <laughs> and but even the sketches, I didn't see all the sketches, but they were very like middle of the road like not anything i could have seen him doing and i don't know how much of the writing he had he did on it but then like after the show was done he like debuted a video for a new challenge gambino song i showed caitlin the video before we started today and it's called this is america and it's it involves gun violence lots of gun violence and very aggressive and low-key i think shading mumble rap i don't know because it's 90 percent ad-libs uh yeah i'm pretty sure that's what he's doing uh, <laughs> I saw some comment on the complex thread, which is where I first saw it on Instagram. Somebody was like, man, he ripping off like 21 Savage and Lil Pump. And somebody was like, it's almost like he meant to do it. I was going to say, did someone go, it's called satire. <laughs> the old Money Python sketch where it flashes on the screen that it's sat there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just love that, you know, while Kanye was scoobity pooping, going up on TMZ with this Candace woman. And Donald just slides in with something that actually has something to say. All the people who were like really shaded him for the longest time on his like artistry between that and Atlanta. Atlanta, which is still breaking my heart, by the way. Yeah. You uh, sent me a text all about how it um, perfectly encapsulated the energy of middle school. Um, yeah. Cause it, it was uh, in the episode before this week's um, the, 
we said before there was like mm, they said they were going to have more of a plot for the season. Yeah. And the plot has kind of been the rift developing between Earn and Paperboy to the point where Earn gets Paperboy a gig at some college for free. Right. On the idea that like we do this now, the next year we get the big paying job, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like you, you're not getting paid. We have to drive down there. We don't even have like an Airbnb. You like got us room sharing with, with some girl on campus right? who's a weirdo and kind of has weird dreams about Paperboy and thinks they're meant to be like, you know, destined. Oh, that's great. Ship breaks down. And at one point they are um, at a white frat house. Uh-oh. Um, at one point it was just like, you know, we got to talk about what the problem is and the problem's you. Like, right. I'm trying to ride with you, you family, but like I might have like two more years to make money at this. Right. And you're not pulling your weight. Um, so that was kind of how that episode ended. And then this week it was a flashback to them in uh, middle school. The kid playing Baby Paperboy, by the way, was fucking amazing. Oh, cool. <laughs> Just carried all the uh, mannerisms and like from the way he walked to the way he like slouches and watches TV. It's like, oh, you've <laughs> always been this guy. <laughs> um, same for the guy, the kid playing young Donald Glover. But it has to do with him... Asking his mom to buy him a FUBU jersey right. at Marshall's. And his mom does. He goes to he goes to school and he's really feeling himself. And then another kid walks in with the exact same shirt and a few small differences. Right. So somebody's got a fake one. Yeah. Who's got the fake one? He's stressing out. It's probably him because he got it on sale at Marshall's. And they're going to roast him for the rest of the year now. And just like this, him walking, young Earn walking into the cafeteria, like... With that going on, which means nothing. Like, no. you know, it's the shit that no. means nothing. It's so not important. But just the, the stress you feel watching this kid walk into a cafeteria going like, oh, this is too real. Um, or like there's a scene that's a random throwaway scene where like a substitute teacher comes in to teach homeroom. And there's that one motherfucking kid in the back who like is just the worst. Absolutely the worst. And he's also the one who's like, yo, we got fake fubu on. Like. Right. He's that kid and I just have flashbacks to like working with teenagers back in my hometown, <laughs> like and trying to like talk to them like human beings. And they're really not, and this is why I care more about dogs than people. Um so if you're wondering old people I went to high school with and no longer follow on Facebook, that's why I care less about your seventeen kids than I do about a Bichon Frise. They are pretty cute, Bichons. Right? Super cute. Also, to get back to the plants, mm. so my housemates <laughs> <laughs> have, like, done, like, amazing things to our backyard and, like, totally transform it. But the inside of our house for a while, also totally cool, but it was, like, just plants everywhere. Um, and it was really cool. They went away for the weekend and um, they asked if we could water them. And I was like, of course. So I'm, like, spray watering it. And I see, like, one little guy's come up and, like, took a picture and sent it to them. I was like, your little guy is, like, bored. I've created life. <laughs> and they were like, oh, thank you for sending this picture. Um, but they also bought, because we weren't having a ton of light, they bought that this the type of light that helps things grow. It's like a purple light. Mm. But I was like, the neighbors totally think we're growing weed in our house. Yeah. And even the now the yeah. the um the or that we've started a new like like red district in in on the Hamilton Mountain. <laughs> um but now uh 
now it's out in the backyard and I'm sure the police have like come to check out the like greenhouse in the backyard. It's just like leaks and stuff. But I'm just like, oh man, we're going to get a knock on the door. Oh God, growing weed and things that uh, appeal to Caitlin. I meant to tell you this story forever ago when you were talking about the telescope you wanted and never get. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you just laugh at me? I'm sorry. My, my, my little cousin got a telescope a, a while ago, and I, I thought about it, and I was just like, oh, man, that really is kind of sad that she still hasn't gotten this telescope. She even has a grown-up job, and she still doesn't have that telescope. Uh, it's- parents, if you ever listen to this episode, yeah. His, what is it, niece, nephew? Yeah, my, my little cousin, he, he got a tele, he wanted a Oh, telescope. cousin, sorry. Yeah. His little cousin, has how old's your cousin? He's like eight or nine. Yeah, He's- so I am uh, more than 20 years older than this person, and I don't have a telescope. Just putting that out there. Patrons, if, I, I, will, I would never do it without your sign off, but if you love the joy she's brought to your life for, with God, one and a half, two and a half years, how long have we been doing this? I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um. If you want to help ship in for the the Kalen Telescope Acquisition Fund, I have a chair. Hit, hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up in the DMs. Um, more magnifying glasses for <laughs> to look at the stars. For a short time, I lived over in Toronto's uh, East End, near Little India, that area. Gerard, kind of like yeah, Gerard area. And we lived on the bottom floor of a house, and the guy who owned the house—I don't remember what he did per se he was like an urban planner or something or i don't know but he was like it was him and his girlfriend living there and they had no kids um and he had this shed in the back okay with like a lock on it uh-huh. and like for the first little bit like we were always like what is he doing in there what's in like no windows in there like what's going on in the shed <laughs> like we left one day and he had the door open and the roof was slid off oh yeah homeboy had like full stellar cartography like <gasps> yeah Seriously? Telescope set up in his shed in the back, yeah. Oh my god. That's pretty dope. Her eyes are so lit up right now. <laughs> it would be like when I like watch, you know, YouTube videos of people's record collections and I just see like the setups they have. Like that's what it would have been for you. You just been like, I don't want to look at the telescope, just let me touch it and look at your maps and books and stuff. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> Astronomy, she wants y'all. To be a starship captain. She does. Uh no, I want to be uh the head of um operations. So I'm almost there at my job. So give me a character, analogous character. Um, I can never remember. Um, I think who was head of operations? I think Data. Data was head of operations? I don't know. He had different jobs. Tuvok was security, right? Uh, Tuvok was security. Um, uh, Deanna was useless. Hey, she was a counselor. A useless counselor. A hot, hot, useless counselor. She looked great. I'm glad she was there, but she was not a good counselor. Lieutenant Barkley would be a disaster. He would not have made it without her, damn it. Uh huh. Show ran for seven seasons. I think by season six, she finally got to wear an actual uniform. Actually, they have a thing about that. And she's done interviews where, um, so they have, I don't know if you know that episode, but basically another captain makes her wear a uniform. And Marina Sirtis, the actress, was like, finally! <laughs> She's like, I get to wear a, a outfit like everybody else and stop having to show my boobs. <laughs> I thought it was tied into, wasn't there one where she was like, had, where she was like taking the commander's exam or something? And she like, no. She got promoted a couple times during the That's the one where she had to kill Data. 
Uh, no, 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 she Jordy. had to kill Jordy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She had to kill Jordy. Holographic Jordy. Yeah, but still Jordy. Yeah. And she struggled with it. Right. Star Trek talk. Throwback Star Trek talk. Star Trek. Oh, man. There's so much going on over there. No, just the pigeons are so fat. They're oh, super fat pigeons, crazy people. Um, sometimes there's people throwing things. Some are becoming, y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great weather. It's it's kind of like he has his whole like own TV he can watch. The the weather I gotta say it's it's been super crazy in Toronto. A tree fell down in my backyard from my neighbor's yard, and this is like a hundred foot tall like evergreen tree got knocked down. It got uprooted where, by the wind. Where do you live in Toronto? I live uh, very far, which is why it occasionally takes me time to get downtown. Uh, it uh, I live I live in North York. By near Etobicoke area, and it got windy. So, is it North York or is it Etobicoke? North York. All right, all right. Ford country. Sad face. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of got a tree blown over. My lawn has uh, unidentifiable piles of shingles on it. I don't know where they came from. I've looked at the roof. I can't see anywhere where they got peeled off. But we had to save the plants. Oh God! Yes, there plants. were there were yeah. little baby plants that we had to bring inside the, the the roof of there. They had these like bars and like a cover on their raised beds. It got blown everywhere. We got to make sure that was inside. We've lost our garbage can. It's gone. <laughs> and like we we went like all the way like two blocks away, and it is gone. We have the up, lid, but no garbage can. Did you put up missing signs? I'm absolutely not taking the time to put up missing <laughs> signs for our garbage can. We did get another person's garbage can, uh, but it doesn't fit our lid. So like I was asleep because I had to work that night when the wind was like really rocking through Toronto. So I had no idea what was happening. Right? Like I I woke up and I could hear shit, but I was like. Is it that windy? And from here, I couldn't really tell. I was kind of looking at the trees out there, but I, they weren't really blowing that hard. Because um, I heard what sounded like on the roof, somebody walking, dragging a rolling suitcase on the roof. <laughs> like, that's what it sounded like. Mary Poppins? Um, yeah, I was about to say, did you see, like, a small dog or a witch blow by your window or something? <laughs> Old woman on a rocking chair knitting, just slowly hovering by. So terrifying. Um, no, didn't see any of that and did fall back asleep, but then left and saw all these like shingles on the lawn. I was like, I should probably email somebody about this. Oh yeah. Cause if it rains mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's dark, so I can't see what happened right All I can see is the shit on the floor, floor, floor of the earth, the ground. Um, and I emailed my landlord at like 10 15 at night. Cause I'm on my way to work and I'm like, Hey, sorry for the late email, but you know, I work nights. Saw these shingles on the front lawn. Don't know where they came from, but you probably want to just wanted to make sure y'all knew about it. 2.15 in the morning. <laughs> okay. THX. That's all. That's it. I got a THX. THX. 2.15 in the morning. No, abbreviation for thanks, kind. Oh, yes. Yes. It's like That's where my brain went. I love that you're our clueless viewer. Like, we have to explain everything to you because we've already been in two seasons and we need to bring someone in so we can explain things. I'm sure it's helpful for the audience as well. Kaim is our new viewer expository device. I'm helping. <laughs> he's, he's the orphan boy. He's the orphan boy we've adopted. He has to learn all the character relationships in the first season. 
May, may I take a moment, uh, since this is sort of a free-flowing episode, may I take a moment to publicly apologize to you, Jordan? I, I love receiving public apologies, so okay. yes, by all means. I, I would like to apologize. Jordan Jordan told me, he confessed to me one, one day years ago that he had stopped following me on Facebook. When I asked why, he said, you post too goddamn much. <laughs> and That sounds like Jordan! And I... And and I was initially offended a little bit, but I'm like, it's fine. I'll just send them direct texts of the stuff that I really think, or tag them in, in stuff that. Yeah, just tag me, y'all. Yeah. So I I eventually came to realize the the follies of my way because I have two friends who just plagued my newsfeed <laughs> with similar stories, and because they're from mutual friends, there was a lot of repeats, and. I was just like, oh, this is what Jordan felt. And I've been meaning to send you a text, but I keep forgetting or, you know, just getting lazy. But since I'm here, thought best to make it public and say I'm sorry for... <laughs> Flooding over... your Facebook wall? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Well, now Facebook is dying and none of it matters anymore, but... It is not dying. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for your apology. It's dying, he's right. Um, you know what? I did was not on MySpace. So 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 you have you have a real like first adopter love for Facebook? No, I was super late <laughs> getting into Facebook. Like so late. I had to be convinced several times to get onto Facebook. So then you should have no problem. But now I'm here and I don't want to get on it's so hard. <laughs> All those stairs. <laughs> so many stairs and buttons. I did that thing where like you can download everything Facebook has on you. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, you can, like, dig into your settings and you can, like, download your data and see, like, um, it wasn't that. I don't interact a lot with Facebook at all, but, like, you will be reminded of, like, oh, yes, every chat message I've sent for, like, the past, like, you know, 10 years. Everything Everything I've liked, everything I've liked, everything I've been, you know, tagged in, every photo I've been tagged in over the years, like. They have so much information on me. Yes, they do. Especially this one. They think I'm an old lady, though, so it's fine. You're on so many watch lists. I am on so many watch lists. <laughs> so many now. watch lists. Oh my god! And not like the good one where you like watch stuff. No, I'm 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 brown and Muslim, so the other type of watch. List. So, speaking of, I just really want the people to know about this. We had to have a chat about this bruise Kaim apparently had on his uh on like the dead center of his forehead. Caitlin was asking if he was okay. And you guys need to have an eye roll sound i wanted there. i actually kind of was like have you become the avatar oh thanks i'll just shape it like an arrow <laughs> <laughs> turns out kaim's uh acquired some prayer related injury it's not a prayer related injury i have sensitive skin on my forehead and there's a slight bruise you'll occasionally see it on various muslims who pray a lot kaim just be praying so much that much but it's just i have sensitive skin on my forehead i mean muslim problems am i right uh you guys have a sound for that one? I don't know, don't know what I could have that would not be offensive. Ah, good point. We are offended by everything. Okay, never mind. Chun Li. <laughs> Yatta. That's, I mean, that's good. That's good. That's what you get. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring this to the people. I just want to get the article up. This was the other item that made the uh, that made the rounds this week. It's a it's a somewhat blue topic, but it does involve uh, someone we have enjoyed mocking. Maybe not on on air before but he has come up before 
I'm very curious. Our, our friend DJ Khaled, did we see the story this week? Oh, God. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Which is just, it's, ugh. Ugh. So if you didn't hear, if you're not, if you're not on Twitter, why would you be? Because um, I'm not there. An old, an old radio interview resurfaced with DJ Khaled from 2015, I believe. You to, don't you have to say DJ Khaled? I, I refuse. Okay. <laughs> I just was double checking. I don't know these things. God. If you need another reason, and I was already kind of like living for. There was a thing recently. I haven't seen them all assembled, but I've seen them enough of like clips of DJ Khaled's wife shit talking DJ Khaled. Really? Yes. Like As while, like a joke thing, or like, just like while he's doing like his infantile bullshit. Oh, I see. He'll be like walking through the house. He had this thing where like he just kept screaming. Did the Drake vocals come in? Like he was just doing that on Snapchat and he's like filming himself in selfie mode walking along going like, baby, did the Drake vocals come in yet? Did the Drake vocals come in? And just off camera in the distance, you just hear, Khaled, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) There was another one (laughs) this week of her like working out, like just boxing. And he's to the side going, yeah, get it. That's what we do. You do this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, will you shut the fuck? Like, I don't need you doing this right now. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. like, Yes, You're I, like, I really like her. I want to follow her on. I will reload Snapchat just to follow her. Um, but yes, this interview. Which is so gross. Where Ugh. Khaled revealed no dinner at the Y for DJ Khaled. But he expects his wife to give all the fellatio. Because he's, he's the man. He's because, the king. Because the woman should praise the king. Blech. That wasn't even a drop. I like to say, if you look, if you look like DJ Khaled and it it's clearly obvious that pussy is the only thing you ain't eaten. Maybe you should not. <laughs> Maybe you should not <laughs> say things like that. How do you not have a Fox studio audience? That is amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, if there is anybody who listens to this program who ascribes to that belief system... I don't want your subscription. Oh, they, they, they're not listening to this podcast. I want you to go away. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, just leave your money on Patreon and get the hell out. <laughs> because, leave your money and get the hell out. Because I'm here to tell you, you need to know that much about me, friends. I do not ascribe to that philosophy. No, because it's a stupid philosophy. I don't think Ayla McKinnon would ever allow anybody to, to ascribe to that philosophy either. That is a stupid philosophy. Stupid. Stupid philosophy from a stupid man. Stupid people. We're stupid. And I mean, there were other things I saw floating around. We almost had a tweet go something resembling viral this week. What? <laughs> because, ooh, anime gates burbling. <gasps> Didn't we have that already? Uh, was that it, something? It, it never, another gate. Never, oh, that was comic gate. gate. It never goes away. There's always a gate for something, right? And this one had to do with, I don't even know the whole story and I don't care enough to look at it because it's so, so stupid. So stupid. But it has to do with, you know. When your Western politics, when your Western peanut butter politics start getting into the, you know, Japanese chocolate of my, my anime and you, know, you start putting your, your agenda into the show. And there have been things sometimes where like, you know, like where a sub, a subtitle has been changed a little right. too much for people's comfort and things like that. Right. Okay, fine. The one they're all caught up with that I saw recently was Crunchyroll licensed some, it's basically a visual novel. Like, you know, you just, 
the characters, the 2D character shows up on screen and talks to you when you interact with it, whatever. Like those boyfriend-girlfriend games? Yeah, like dating sim type shit. And it's a tie-in to a pre-existing manga or light novel series or something. And one of the options in the Japanese version was like, give you the option to tickle or touch or poke the character. Okay. Crunchyroll for the North American audience took that out. Okay. okay. Hellfire and Brimstone! The SJWs are coming. And are they pro-tickle or are they anti-tickle? No, how dare you take that out? We're not gross because we want this. You think we're gross? You took it out because you think it's gross? Leave it the way it was meant to be. Oh, this is weird. Yep. And they're real amped up about it. And Okay, sorry. Just to be fair, like when you say SJW, I'm an SJW. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not coming for anything. That's always the leap they can never seem to make, right? Because the, the difference, I think, there's a, the, the SJW um, in the derogatory sense. I think it uh, depicts this, the lack of sense of priorities. You know, they're they'll they'll fight for I don't know uh, soy milk at their local Starbucks, but they don't care about somebody dying. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But, no, I no, no. I, I think that's a really, that no, I think, ago. I think that's a really good point. Cause probably cause I made it before. Um, <laughs> but, um, I just, I don't know. I think that's just stupid people. Can we just call them stupid people? I would say just lack of priorities. Who, who, who are the, stu- who are the stupid people? The stupid people who are both in the Venn diagram of SJW and people who don't have their, uh, priorities straight. Sure. How does this relate back to the topic I brought up? Because I'm not I I'm an SJW, but I'm not coming for this. Because she has her priorities. And, and most fight for. most times, people are not like the sheer volume at this point of all the content from Japan, anime, games, manga that come out, and the sometimes sure sometimes licensors do make changes to shit that they've made the call that that's a little gross. Or that's a little icky, or maybe they don't want to present that to their Western audience, so they've made the change, and people get all up in arms and start grabbing the pitchforks. But that happens, like, the ratio of that is 1 to 7,000. And there's always, this is the over, that we've talked about this before, when people write articles about, like, everything from every angle that could ever possibly exist. Oh, yeah, and this is what, so this popped up again because, I guess, a UK anime site uh, put out a podcast talking about some of these things but from a real distinct like linking to shitty articles and shitty youtube videos of the diversity in oh, comics I style think. variety uh, um fun. i don't know if amelia and anime feminist got called and added outright um but the tweet we had that almost you know got, got a little traction under it. actual people from Crunchyroll liking and retweeting it oh my goodness um was me just saying every time i see some idiocy floated at Amelia and Anime Feminist. It's the stated position of this podcast to put a link to their Patreon and encourage you to to support them. Support them. Oh, um, that's sweet guys. And it's important. I was talking with Amelia that day, and she posted some the there were the podcast description for this episode that was taken down. They left it up for about a day, and people were like, "You assholes!" And they're like, mm, "Fine, I guess we gotta we gotta take it down and listen to our audience." Um, but like the links were to a five part series. That some dude had written. <laughs> and a half hour long YouTube video. Half hour? Half an hour. Just about, I don't know, women are gross and they're ruining my anime. Um, and that's what I said. Like I, I found a Jeff of Charles Barkley just going like, 
I was like, artist depiction of me after five sentences of that article. Like, you are not discovering the Panama Papers, my dude. Like, why are you? (laughs) This can be said so much more succinctly. I wonder if um, he'd take a turn around that podcast uh, about the red pill. Huh? From earlier. You were talking about the guy on TMZ who has the red red pill podcast. They're all like, believe. uh, It doesn't matter. (laughs) Well. That guy, for example, he's, again, somebody who has a very strong opinion about something that really isn't that important. And that's, I think that's where the, the derogatory social justice or the, the critiquable social justice is. Where it's like somebody who's just like, I will fight to the death for, you know, my dog's right to have mineral water. What? People don't have clean water in Flint? Yeah, that happens. I want doggy mineral water, goddammit. Meat-flavored water. I feel like that should be on a shirt. Doggy mineral water. Meat flavored water. (laughs) Ew. I just left more money on the table. (laughs) Oh, on the board. Put it up there. Put it up there. Um, Yeah, I. Yeah, I just. I just. Every time, why don't? Why do you care so much? It's fucking. It's because people can't. Anime. It's because people can't. They don't have the energy to care about the really important things because there's so many really important things and the world is dying. And like, you just become a snake eating its own tail. It's like we're not, we're not gross. It's unfair that people think we're gross because we want to be able to poke and tickle two dimensional characters on a video game. My G, if you presented that scenario to anybody on the street, if you took a straw poll of fifty people on the street and asked if that was gross or not, I am sorry to inform you, the results are going to come back pretty overwhelmingly pro gross. Yeah, you're pro gross. Just accept it. It's not that it's not even that they're gross. It's that people will see them as gross. They they don't have to think they're gross. But I even see they, them as gross. But I, they have to accept that people may believe they are gross. And just just ride with it if that's your aesthetic. If gross is your aesthetic. Um, I was talking to someone the other day who was telling me the last time that they were at Anime North, they saw a guy with a cape and. Uh, and and just like a, a jean t-shirt and, and then like a cape and it said like like oh and a crown and it said uh king of hentai 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 king of hentai just like embrace it and at least there's a warning for anyone and, and don't be surprised when ladies don't want to get their photo taken with you yeah that's not their issue <laughs> my dude it is not why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> well, one last thing I do want to draw attention to before we get into uh, what, we, what we've been checking out this week. Made a quick jaunt over to the Gladstone today because I cannot help myself. No, you can't. For the Flipside Record Show, which is really more of a DJ show. It's like a lot of, you know, you want 12 inches? Not really, but that's what you're going to find there. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am that teacher <laughs> from the episode of Atlanta. <laughs> Caitlin McKinnon, very pro 12 inches. <laughs> uh, you know? It's like for the next half an hour of this podcast, it's just going to be like... <laughs> just, uh, just giggles. Um, d- did find some things. I mean, I, I went, bumped into the owner of June Records while I was there, and he's like, you find anything? And I'm like, I'm at this point now where, like, hey, yeah, there's some things I could buy, but that $5 record could be $5 towards, you know, something online. 
from Japan. Yeah. And maybe as an owner of a record store who would like to sell me things, he was kind of like, well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> he also hit me up on apparently uh, Billy Ocean has a heat rock from earlier in his career oh. that has been like ruined from too many years of Caribbean Queen and uh, Michael yes. Douglas, Kathleen Turner movie tie-ins <laughs> from the 80s. But I'm going to be checking that one out. Amazing. The one I did want, um, this was on my list, didn't expect to find it, but it was in the first bin I looked at, shouts to Big Jacks, who I brought Pocky to because he is the young snack lord and always... Always want me. Always, always wants Pocky. It's down by The Whispers. Love is where you find it. Leon Silvers on Solar Records. Very, very boogie, boogie-centered. There is a man wearing a cowboy hat. Turn Me Out is the uh, is the one we want. Also, would draw your attention to the fact that Side A is for dancing. And Side, side B, B for romancing. Divvy it up. Consider it. Divvy it up. Because you know what? Yeah. You don't want a ballad in the middle of your boogie no. You boogie in and then suddenly a ballot. What? They fucking do this all the time. They, I hate when they do this. So I appreciate that. It's like when you go and you go dancing and they're doing like the countdown. So they start in like the 1940s when white people were still cool. And then they like go to the 1980s where uh, white people will stop being cool. And then they're, you're, they're playing some 90s stuff and then they throw like a white person song in there. It just ruins the whole groove. Ruins the whole thing. Also, pro tip for all the young lovers out there. Back to our earlier DJ Khaled conversation, since apparently it's geeked down after dark. Um, records, not suitable for warming up your partner. Records run about 15 to 20 minutes per side. Oh, yeah, no. You can't be flipping that. Last thing you want to be doing is have your leg hanging off the side of the bed, trying to kick the restart on your automatic turntable. Not a good look. Start the Marvin Gaye record over again. Nope. Not saying I know that from experience, but... Um, you know, you should get one of those uh, fancy record flippers. Oh, I, I should just get a, a whole fucking box. jukebox. <laughs> a very tidy jukebox. But anyway, spot, just go Spotify playlist, friends. Um, why we really love this record, though, is I have never seen the inside of it before. It's amazing. Here we have <laughs> some glorious portraits of all the members of the Whispers in their leisure time. Wow, <laughs> Nicholas enjoys his solitude with the comfort of a good book. He looks fine in that bow tie. <laughs> Also, yes, Nicholas is uh, enjoying a book, both in a cutoff shirt and loafers and no socks, and in a full bow tie bow tie blazer uh, scenario. You could, it's always time for a good book. And S- bow ties. Scotty takes time to enjoy a day at the races. Look at him with his horsies. And then we have Marcus, who's a connoisseur of beauty. When he isn't recording, he surrounds himself. He's just chilling with one, two, three, three, seven, seven ladies. That's a good number of ladies, I think. One for every day of the week. And they're also very diverse. They are very diverse. Yeah. you got to keep it diverse. Marcus Beauty pissed, comes in all shapes and sizes. Marcus pissed off a lot of the South with this photo <laughs> in 19, 1981. <laughs> yeah. And for existing. Speaking of white people. Oh, we're the worst. We are the worst. <laughs> what did we do now? We didn't do anything now, but a, oh. a show that features our name in the title returned to Netflix this week. Dear White People, Volume 2. Ah, yes, I did see that. Burn through that like a teenage weed head. Don't know how that happened. I guess it's just half half hours, so it really takes like five hours to burn through all of it. But and how was it? Weirder than the first season. That can be a good thing. I mean, it's set on a campus, right? So there's a weird divergence into skull and bone style secret societies and conspiracy theories. Very strange. And that sort of thing. So... That part I wasn't crazy about. Um, I thought it was a bit of a reach, perhaps. Um, but it still, it still made me LOL 
multiple times. I enjoy that show. Very important. Greatly. Um, and I also enjoy that. Because I'd forgotten who had played Samantha in the movie, but it was Tessa Thompson. Yeah, it was. Um, and Tessa Thompson cameos this season oh. as a uh, as a black conservative pundit type oh. who comes to the school in the uh, in the finale. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, Tessa Thompson! I love to see her show up." And I'm so frankly in love with the woman playing Sam in the TV series, Logan Browning. Yeah. Who also acts very well in the show, but is also gorgeous. She is very stunning. <laughs> My God. Um, Lena, oh, what's her name? Lena Waithe? I don't know who you're talking about. The black woman, lesbian, long braids, was on Master of None. Oh, yeah. I Now I know who you're talking about, but I don't know if that's her name or not. She was also in Ready Player One for some reason. Yes, she was. Yes, Lena Waithe. One of the better parts of Dear White People are when they are watching TV in the, um, in the, like the common area. Oh, and they're watching the, uh, and they're watching spins on yes. like satires of actual shows that are popular amongst the black population, like Scandal or I think in that season it was Scandal and this season they're clearly poking fun at Empire and uh-huh. Lena Waithe cameos as a character named P. Ninny <laughs> <laughs> and her deliberate bad acting on this show oh my gosh. is amazing. And there's a, a Yanla Van Zant satirical like take on a Yanla Van Zant who's like a self-help Oprah TV oh, okay. type yes. of character <laughs> and she's like she'll be talking to somebody and it's like it ends with her clearly like pulling her boobs out because it's time to cry in her boobs like <laughs> <laughs> we ain't done till my titties is soaked <laughs> get in here oh my god um so yes dear hours. <laughs> dear white people it's on your Netflix it's delightful if you haven't seen any of it start from the beginning it's Fantastic and thought provoking. Always important. Always thought provoking. Such a challenging show to watch. Couldn't get past episode three. Because too much. It got too, yeah, too, it got too much too real. Too real. <laughs> same. Too, much too real. Same with uh, I did not even bother trying the night of. Uh, oh my gosh! It was awful. <laughs> it was I, so awful. The night of is a great show. Put me into shock. Uh, same with that um, clever man. Couldn't, couldn't. Oh really? Oh, clever man was very good. Yeah, it was, it was a beautifully made show. Couldn't get past episode three just because it was just too intense. It, it, they are very intense. Uh, that's why I'm very curious. Like when you guys have your opinions on on shows like this, because I'm just like, I wonder how it's viewed from the from the outside in that in in some regards. Oh man. Uh, so that's that's why I, I watch them vicariously through you guys. I think I said even when I watched Dear White People the first time, and it's, of course, this is the thing I would say, but I have always, it's not for nothing that the show basically works in like bottle episodes, kind of. A little bit, We're yeah, kind definitely. Of centers on, did you watch all the first season? Or? Uh, I did watch all the first season. The ending was very, like the end, end couple episodes, like where it turned. Yes. That was very difficult. Um, and, but sent, you know, has a POV character. Yeah, for definitely. And part of the crux of it especially the sam character is her white boyfriend and initially hiding him from her friends and then the racial element to their relationship and i appreciated that in both season one season two they do care enough about that character to devote an episode to his pov um of course the white guy would say that but they didn't have to and i think that's i respect the fact that the show Instead of it's clearly, you know, made for black folks and should be and celebrates blackness, but still wants to reach across the aisle a little bit or to not only, you know, the white folks, but the queer folks. And I think also like that. it's a little bit of like 
to make things better, we're all in this together. Yeah. Uh, art is dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, showing how sometimes we go wrong. And what really is funny is, is that, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks, when we've had several people who have either they've gone into a restaurant or a Starbucks and had police called on yeah. them, or um, they've been treated horribly, even in Toronto. Um, there's that case that just got uh, resolved about that um, young man. Um, when they went to that Chinese food place, um, and that ending of of the first season where her white boyfriend does call the Calls cops, the cops yeah. you're just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> um, and it happens all the time. And there's been a couple articles, but like, what is with white people and calling the police <laughs> all the time? Just stop. Um, so yeah. It's it's a definitely a show that has a lot of even though it's very funny and like you said this season there's a little bit more of uh, the weird aspect to it. Um, it is based in reality, and also a lot of it was um, I did not know that Justin Simeon, the creator and director of the movie and writer of a lot of this, uh, was a gay man. Um, so there's a little more this season to the character of Lionel. I love Lionel. His sussing out his there's an episode where he basically hops through it's pride day or pride week or whatever on right. campus and he's bouncing through a bunch of the different parties and just how like the guy he's with the silvio guy yeah um he will take him somewhere and then leave him and lionel has to fend for himself and he'll like see some guy who's also by himself and be like oh hey i'm lionel and the guy will be like oh hey i'm you know robert but um oh, i just want to say that like i don't really i don't really fuck with black guys yeah. Like his experience as a young, not stereotypical queer black guy, there was more time devoted to that right. this season, which I which I respected and appreciated. Um yeah, so like I said, it's out there. It's it's a good time, it's well written. I thought the first season was a little better, but you know. That's it's still it's having it's having conversations that no other shows are really having, but um, what else did I watch this week? John Mulaney got a new special. Ugh, I find I'm so sorry. John Mulaney is so boring and unfunny. I have found diminishing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just find him so boring. No, none of his hilarious. none of his stories are funny. I think he probably was an amazing writer on SNL. I probably enjoyed a lot of his stuff. The co-creators of Stefan. Yeah, but he himself is the most boring comedian I've ever seen. I've ever watched. I hate him during talk shows. Every time he's on something or on a YouTube video, I'm like, oh, God, change it. I can't be bored to death. Really? Yep, I, really. I think he's delightful. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just don't find him funny in any shape or form. Well, I meant in Shots fired! Shots fired! Even his stand-up. His stand-up is super, like, white bread, boring, please kill me. I, I like First special, I will vehemently disagree with. New in Town I Loved. Okay. Second one was okay. This one is further okay. You need a sound clip for eat ass, suck a dick, and sell drugs. That's what you need a sound clip for. I'm new in town. I have AIDS. I don't know what you guys are laughing about. Um, Also, his second special did have the bit about his father driving them to McDonald's and getting a single black coffee and driving away. black coffee. Which is amazing. Uh, the one part in this special that made me LOL was when he was talking about, like, 
it's at Carnegie. Is that at Carnegie Hall? Yeah. Radio City. Where no, the hell's uh, it at? It is. Yes, Radio City. Radio City. Um, he's talking about how, like, thank you for joining me in this beautiful, very haunted building. <laughs> he talks about seeing a ghost. And he's like, I asked my mom if she's ever seen a ghost because that's where our relationship is at. Because I'm 35 and I don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> See, laughing. <laughs> But it's funny when you do it. I just find him really boring as a comedian. His thing is like... He's a good storyteller. The He's very written. Mm-hmm. He's not like a naturalist. He's a formalist, right? Like, I think back to when I went to... When I really went ham on the Just for Last Festival here in Toronto. Right. And I saw like six comics in like a week. Yeah. And I saw Chris D'Elia one night. I don't know if you know who that is or no. whatever. He's real like wild yelling run a stalk in the stage type of thing free form and it's not like set up punchline type of thing and then i saw seth myers for my headliner uh-huh. i remember laughing my ass off at delia but i cannot remember any of his jokes right it was just whoosh it was like i am laughing and then i left and it was gone yeah i saw seth myers and because he was very set up punchline to this day i remember his joke about like man i love coming to toronto it's a beautiful city i can't wait to see you when it's done <laughs> But that's a really old joke. Um, Did, yeah, this was when I saw it like four years ago. Like, no, no, I mean like that's a joke from like forty years ago. Um, like what is what is Toronto Toronto's bird? The crane. <laughs> like that is a really old joke. It's fresh. <laughs> oh, I should become a stand-up comedian. Jeez. <laughs> Give, no him, one knows. Giving that Bob drop for Vaudeville's hottest <laughs> act over here. <laughs> Caitlin and you McKenna. know why I know all these old jokes? Because I'm just an 80 year old woman in the skin of a 30 year old. Because she'd be listening to fucking radio plays on her, on her commute every day. That's true. But Mulaney is very much in the Seth Meyers lane, right? Like it's mm-hmm. clearly he has written every single word of this down and committed it to memory and is reciting it. He's not like really. I can see a lot of crowd work from a John Mulaney show, right. really. No, no. And that's not. That's not for everyone. I, like I said, I loved it on the first one and have found it kind of diminishing returns. And there was a lot of fucking with my phone watching the third one. Um, and the last thing I watched, which I can't believe I watched it. And like, thank God Kaim's here to talk about it was, what do you watch when you need 15 minutes to just play in the background while you're making some soba noodles? Teen Titans Go. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because um, it's so the, good. Have you guys seen the trailer for the movie? Yeah. I did not even know there was a movie. Oh, my gosh. It. It's so good. Uh, Radio Magic? Radio Magic in a moment. I do want to say it was an episode where Robin dared them all to not use their powers for a day. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Raven couldn't even support her, her weight <laughs> under her le- her own legs and was like at a walker. Ironic because it's Lady Legacies. Um. <laughs> Because she floats everywhere. Yes, that was that was the moment that made me LOL. Stupid ass show. All right, let's radio magic this movie trailer. God damn it, that looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I've seen the trailer like multiple times because in my house, um, Teen Titans Go is absolutely the like, we have 15 minutes, what do we do? <laughs> and we've listened to The Night Begins to Shine like six thousand times there's a four-part episode on just which we've seen which i probably will give to jordan um good times somebody linked something on twitter once about just like y'all confront if you want to but beast boy had bars (laughs) (laughs) one of his like low riding rap songs he's cruising around with raven or something uh going back to comedians for a second yeah have you guys watched the um the washington the correspondence press dinner routine i didn't because as funny as I'm sure it is, it will make me anxious. 
it was, I watched enough of it, yeah. It was it was absolute savagery. There was no one left. She just went on a slashing spree and it was glorious. I read the jokes. Oh, they were performed wonderfully too cuz you need to, to to savor the cringing of the audience and that that sweet aroma of the burns that they received. It was great. Was it like that ooh sound when everyone's like, oh, damn. No, it was more like, oh, I can't believe she just said that. And people were like, really, it wasn't ooh, it was like, wow, that was, that was harsh. It um, was great. The eyeshadow joke was pretty fucking funny. That was, that the was perfect smoky the eye. Honestly, uh, it was like a highlight, but it, she took some real deep jabs and it was it was glorious. I'm guessing you didn't like it as, as much? Counterpoint, none of it matters. But none of it matters. It's, it, a, it's what, a stupid event. Was it funny? Kind of, but it doesn't matter. Well, Trump's not there. Trump's never going to be there. No. What was he doing that night? Rallying, Rolling in money? Rallying up, a bunch of, rallying up a bunch of white folks up in fucking Michigan or something. And That's just a point. She brought a point back to that event by going as hard as she did. I think that's that's what it is. Other and then she gets things, disowned by the then she funny. gets disowned by the press corps. And even though she did exactly the thing they said they were, that she was brought in to do, she was. I'm not saying she wasn't right or that the jokes weren't marginally funny, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. I struggle with this all the time. I don't want to build a fucking cocoon of Samantha Bee and John Oliver and shit like this. Just making fun of it's it's more than jokes like these jokes aren't changing the world like it's it's funny sure and it makes me feel good but at the end of the day it doesn't fucking matter but making you feel he's still got he's still got 89 percent approval rating among republicans oh well that's less than 100 (laughs) Woo! small small victories let's hope there are more democrats in the world so i mean it's not like you're just saying this because she's a woman. No, but it's not like when Colbert, like, to Bush's face, savaged him in 06 or whenever that was. Like, and basically, like, was basically saying, this man will not be beholden by things like facts or the truth. <laughs> he has a vision. <laughs> and Bush was sitting right there. Yeah. Like. I, I understand the point you're making that, um, like, I used to, I used to have, I have friends who loved. Uh, what's his face? John Stewart. They went to the show. They saw it. They loved it. Mm. And I would, and they would be like, "Oh, did you see this episode?" And this, and I was just like, "Eh." People just feel good laughing at it, and then they don't do anything. And they're just like, "I watch, I watch John Oliver. I feel good about myself. I don't have to actually do anything anymore." So I understand. There's that, um, that that separation of responsibility. Like you feel good enough just watching it. So is that what you're? critiquing a little bit yeah it's just like i don't if i watch too much of that stuff it just makes me feel kind of icky and gross it just feels like you know i i I don't need to sit in the choir and get preached to like i don't know it's kind of part of my self-care and i mean that if cool if that's like that's the thing you need if that's the thing you need to feel saying it's the thing i need to feel saying sometimes but if i get too much into it then it's just you end up perpetuating the thing that they're always accusing liberals of in the first place, right? Like, I'm sorry about all the Facebook posts again. I <laughs> um, I've already seen the Samantha B. Clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I definitely get it. Especially, I don't have cable, so that's always good. 
so I can get like a little bits of it. Mm. And then um, I got a pretty, I'm not a, I, I got, you know, mostly left leaning people on my Facebook, but I got a couple of Republicans in there. It's weird, <laughs> but it's good to know what yeah. they're thinking. It, it can be difficult, um, but it's definitely interesting. And I mean, it's my understanding that the whole White House press association is just like you're going to sit there and suck up to the people you should be holding to account and then you're going to clutch your pearls when this woman says you know shit talks yeah the whole process a liar a woman who gets up in front of you and lies every day yeah at press briefings and you're going to be like that was too far she should have mocked her appearance like that. She did not mock her appearance. She mocked the fact that she lies to you every day. That was the joke. Uh, you know, you know, humor, humor. We should have a humor sign. <laughs> Next time, yes, just bring the satire sign. And arrows flash. to like for when they know that the joke where the joke is. <laughs> you laugh here, Caitlin. What have you been watching? Um, well, I actually kind of gave you a theme, but you were like, I don't know what this means because it was very um, ambiguous. It was like surprises, right? Was surprises and disappointments. I don't know. Surprises and disappointments. Um, so I meant that in a like content that you've watched over like the last, I don't know, six months. Like oh. anything that you were sort of like, I mean, we talk about it from week to week, but sometimes we don't catch everything. Um, so there is, I've been super, super busy with work. Everyone knows this because I say it every week, <laughs> but it's starting to calm down now. So hopefully I can watch like more things. I will consume more of you. Um, and definitely one of uh, probably the biggest surprise in some ways and then a letdown at the end which just seems like all the shows these days <laughs> will do to me um, was Altered Carbon. Oh. I watched that, did you? didn't want to watch it for the longest time because I thought, I'm like, super futuristic and depressing. Great! <laughs> so much of the TV I watch. Um, but I watched it and some of the places where I thought there was bad writing, it was actually really good writing. Um... So that was wait, interesting. Wait a minute. This isn't bad writing. This is good writing. Well, it's more like that wasn't bad writing. It was actually really good writing. There was a lot of like twists and turns and things I didn't know. Um, but at the very end, it it was meh. But <laughs> fun fact, so everyone knows, it's actually like a crime story. Yeah. And there are some really awesome characters. Um, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. I watched it too. Okay, I want to hear your take on it. Um, It wasn't as diverse as it should have been. And they did this really weird ghost in the shell thing where they put an Asian man in a white man's body. Um, Part of this was because the whole premise is you change these, what they call skins, Mm. you know, go into these bodies. Um, They did really interesting things with that. Um, But I was like, you could have just had another colored person. It didn't have to be a white guy. Um, so there was that, but I didn't know it was like a crime investigation clues type story. Um, and that was really cool. So yeah, that was like a huge surprise. Um, and that, like I said, sometimes when I thought there was bad writing, it actually turned out it was actually good writing. And I was very surprised by that because like third episode in, I was like, I can't stand this character. I don't know why she's acting like this. And then you find out something you go, Oh, that's why she's acting like this. That's really interesting. So yeah. Kai. 
Well, you kind of said it. Um, Ghost in the Shell. Like, I had a friend who was so hyped on the show and wanted me to catch up so that we could watch the finale together and everything. And we sat down and we watched it. And I was just like, okay, that was good. That was was okay. And she was freaking out. She's like, what? This is is so amazing. Did you see the technology and the fighting? And the I'm like, yeah, I saw it in 1997 when I watched Ghost in the Shell. And I'm like, this is sort of what we've been trying to get you guys to watch. But you all have just kind of looked down on it because it was animated. So for me, it was sort of like... Okay, you know, live action has finally caught up to the world of anime, techno, sci-fi, fiction stuff. So that's kind of where where I'm at with that show. It was well-made, beautiful, but, you know, kind of been there. It was also, if you're really into um, Blade Runner, it was very Blade Runner. Mm. There were noodles involved. Only tough guys eat noodles. Um, No, uh, the only problem with something like Ghost in the Shell and... Uh, other type anime movies that are like super ahead of the the times and whatever is that they don't have a real ending. Yeah. What is everybody's obsession with endings? Because it's it's such a Western concept, endings, um, and things making sense in the plot. (laughs) God forbid you leave questions open for the audience to suss out themselves. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, that's... That is the problem with those movies, but I agree that there's definitely things that they're putting into, like, shoving into Netflix content now that I'm like, this was done ages ago in Japan. (laughs) Um, Stuff like that. Next, it's our snacks. Speaking of, did you watch, not snacks, but Japan, you caught up on Megalobox? No, I did not. (gasps) I gotta do that on the ride home. Good, good episode. Five? Episode five? Good episode. Good episode. Megalobox? Oh, you haven't caught up yet. Yeah, caught up. That's what we watched last week, and it was so good. Uh, did you see four? Uh, I did not see four. Oh, I can't say anything about anything then. Don't say anything about anything. This is the part of the show where Caitlin sings everything. Um, yeah, so that's what I watched, um, and it was a big surprise, and Megalobox was a big surprise to how good it was. So you guys should all go watch it. Speaking of animes that do things way ahead of time, and yeah. I was thinking back, I was listening to old episodes the other day, uh, as I want to do sometimes, and realized that I need to make time to finish the uh, Chihaya Furu movies. Oh, those the... The card game? Oh, yeah. Movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just got to that episode. Yeah, because we both really like that. Yeah. There's so... We have, like, I think all summer we should just catch up on things (laughs) that we said we were going to continue watching and never did. I gotta ask, because I'm just catching up on like last episodes because i was in school and blah 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 but have you finished the volleyball thing did you find out what happened no kaim what i only have time to watch like she drops a number of balls but don't so many balls lots of lots of ball dropping (laughs) um like volleyball she's (laughs) 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 she's yeah, okay. she's had a hot stretch of uh, things that she really liked that I know she's like totally did not watch. Not but it's only because I work and go to sleep. That's like my life right now. And you know what? You're working school hours. You got to deal with students and stuff. That's, yeah, and that's it's it's end of term, beginning of term. This is like the busiest time of year. I know busiest. the feeling when you have to put everything on hold to, to deal with stuff. Yeah, I, I recently finished the Star Trek show, and it was like disco. Months. I finished STD. 
STD. Star Trek Discovery. And it was Disco. Disco Stew. Sorry. I really want one of those disco shirts. Disco Stew just wants you to be comfortable while he does his thing. <laughs> Addicted to the, the white stuff. Sugar. Best yes. white best white stuff. So, Kayam. Kayam. Yes. What have you been watching? Watched Star Trek Discovery. Thought it was great. Disagreed with some of your critiques. Which ones? I can't remember. There were a lot. Um... I maybe I don't even know if I've heard all of your critiques, but I think this was one of the best, if not the best. Okay, Next Generation is the best, but I think this is after Generation. I would say this is one of the better shows. Get the fuck out! No, I meant, like get the fuck out of the apartment. Oh, you need okay. to leave now. <laughs> no, the reason. Okay, reason I would say this is one of the better shows is because they literally metatextually went where none of the shows have gone before they did a full season arc um because it's one of the streaming i think i think it's the medium um i'm sorry ds9 did that christ here we go with ds9 again ds9 <laughs> excuse me okay, DS- you can leave the apartment too it's just be me it's my <laughs> his, show his apartment <laughs> i don't care no ds9 fantastic show kind of stretched out hated that that um priest lady she, Arrgh, hated her so Everyone much. Everyone was supposed to hate her. That was the point. Okay, She's the well, bad guy. Yes. Okay. Great show. Um, it was a ripoff of Babylon Five, and we all know oh. the story. Whoa. It was a ripoff. Well, of I Babylon got. I got. I gotta go. It was a ripoff. I gotta go. of Babylon. This is why we don't oh, have. Shit. A... She's taking off her ponytail. <laughs> She's ready to fight. That's why we don't have a third chair in the room. <laughs> no, I gotta go. No, I. I kind of agree with that. Babylon but... Five was a cleaner version of DS Nine. I think you mean DS9 is a cleaner version of Babylon 5. No. DS, uh, DS9 took 10 seasons to do what Babylon did in 5. Yeah, Babylon 5 looked janky, though. Right? It looked like Thank trash. You. No, I'm not going to deny it looked like trash and, and it, it was ages janky. ages really poorly. Uh, it absolutely does. That is because, uh, who was it, Paramount on Star Trek at the time? They screwed over JMS. They did. Okay. That being said, um, STD went... And they wrote out the full story over 15, 16 episodes? Yeah, I think it was 15. So they wrote it over 15 episodes. They literally made a 15-episode long movie, uh, for the most part, which was packed with action, gorgeous effects, Klingons that actually speak Klingon, and you have to read subtitles, and I was, that was kind of cool. And The Klingons look stupid. The Klingons look like aliens. Their culture looks alien to ours. That's how things should have been. And story-wise, character-wise, some of the best characters, Chief of Chief of Security, Brown Star Trek Queen, she got killed off, like, first three episodes. That was BS. That yeah, was BS. Um, just all, all the love to her. Um, but, yeah, that... They did something with Star Trek that hadn't been done before. The villain was one of the best villains they've had, I would say. I agree with that. And the fact is they did something new. They gave something new. And it's just Star Trek fans like, oh, Star Trek's getting bored. It's like the same with Star Wars people. Like, give us, like, oh, you're not honoring the, the tradition. And they give us tradition. They're not giving us anything new. This is, this is as new as it got, and but- it was dope. But I feel it misses a big part of Star Trek, which is where everywhere else is a dark, gritty, 
apocalyptic future, Star Trek wants to see the best in what can happen. Um, there wasn't a negotiation between the Klingons and the Federation to make peace. There was blackmail um, about exploding a planet. So that's not Star Trek. But you have to realize that's well. You, of course, you know that that Star Trek is, is a reflection of the current socio-political times, and right now the Federation isn't as clean as it once was. It wasn't. Just, to be frank, there's no more American Dream. Therefore, the Federation is being shown to be in the muck, which is why I love Sector Thirty One so much. It's because they're that black ops underbelly of the Star Trek universe. They're they're probably a better representation of the Federation than the Federation is. Which is why DS9 did it much better. They showed this really dark underbelly, and it was really well done. Um, but yet there was still a, uh, you know, Cisco got dragged into it, and it really hurt him as a person, um, made him question his own beliefs. That's more powerful, I think, than making the whole thing, like dark and gritty and like pow 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 and i don't think it was a dark and gritticization of the gritifying gritography gritography of of star trek world i think it was just reflecting the times of of how I, i think you can do that without making things really sad and not giving us something to like strive for and hope for well that's what burnham did in the end she, Except she, through blackmail, not through, like, negotiation and work. But that's the times. That we just, like, hold planets hostage and say... what's going on. It's... Th- well, that's... Uh, I will give you that. That shows like TNG gave us something to strive for, Not whereas, shows like TNG. TNG's the only show... Granted. Where, where it was, this is what we're striving for. Other shows have the other... I guess Star Trek series have slowly gone or shifted towards the this is a reflection of the times where it's a lot of it has to do with compromise. And I think compromise that- is fine, but showing compromises work is important. And a series of small events, not one like we're going to blow up your planet if you don't sign this treaty. I don't think it, I didn't think it was clever. I didn't think it was smart. And Star Trek, if anything, is always been smart. Sometimes they've made up the smart, but they've always been smart. I think the show did what it had to do, and it gave us something new for a change. And that's where I think it's that's why I think it's a winner. All right. How about them Klingon titties, though? <laughs> they looked angry. They did look angry, actually. That's all that sex was very angry. Oh my God, they were having sex too. Oh yeah, that was. Well, of course, Klingon sex is going to be angry. Well, in, aggressive people. For the Klingons, the mating ritual is that the male um, uh, uh, sings and speaks poetry, and he tries to dodge the woman throwing things at him. Aww. Yeah. I've had so many dates like that. You'd be a Klingon. <laughs> um. Yeah. Good talking to about Star Trek with you. He doesn't want to talk about Star Trek with long. me. <laughs> Friends, I was. It's almost as long as when you talk with the queens. <laughs> I have not spoken about the Queens the on this show in so long. Fired. You are full of beans and other assorted. I have not talked about the Queens Albums, in so long. Uh, I literally walked into this room with Jordan showing like those those concert playing on the iPad. Yeah, do I do I subject the listeners to that? 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think I think that's it for the chit chat episode. I think it is. I think we're all chit chatted out. That was a lot of chit chat, friends. But hey, y'all love chit chat. Yeah, you, you tell us that the number, all the time. The numbers used to uh used to reflect <laughs> how much you love chit chat. Hopefully, you still do. If you would like to uh, take issue with the chit chat episode, a few ways you can do that: Twitter at GeekdownPod, get up off Twitter, Instagram at GeekdownPod, email us, give us your four point plan on what this show should actually be doing. By emailing us, geekdownpod at gmail.com. We'll take it. Or if you'd like to send us gifts about the Geekdown Pod or other such pictures. It's the only way Caitlin will respond to you. Is if you go to our Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. If you'd like to uh, support the podcast and get Kayam a microphone, um, which we would appreciate. <laughs> For the annual visit he makes to the show. <laughs> yep. Uh, occasional Kayam. Um, you can do that by going to our Patreon, which is geekdownpod at Patreon. No, it's not. That's it's, not how the internet works. <laughs> that's not how the internet works at all. I mean, if you put that in, it'll probably find it. But it's uh, www.patreon.com forward slash forward slash geekdownpod. Um, we are there. There's lots of stuff there. There's lots of levels. There's a whole, there's a magic Misha level. There is it's a like, magic Misha level. Just it's really anything. You can just throw anything at us at that point. Just whatever, whatever you want. Just throw, throw nickels at us on the street. Yeah. We will happily catch them. Absolutely. Uh, Kaim through cookies. I don't know if you guys heard that. And he did. And I've eaten them. They were very good. I need a glass of milk so I can go eat some more. Patrons, about to do a bonus episode right now. Didn't mention that at the top if you made it through this whole episode. And you're a patron. Look forward later this week for the continuing adventures of Gresset the Redborn Paladin. That's what he is, right? That's it. That's right. That's absolutely right. Like Gresset the Redborn Palindrome. <laughs> Palindrome. Palindrome. Gresset the Redborn Taco Cat. <laughs> That's a palindrome. Anyway. Next time on uh, Nerd Language with uh, with Jordan Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that. No, I wanted to call it something. Next time on uh, Fun with the English Language with Jordan Geek Kate. Etymology? Geek Etymology with Jordan Kate. <laughs> Why would you ever come back after this episode? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, as you do every week's friends. Don't touch the board. <laughs> Don't touch the board. He only gets to touch the board. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Kyam Dar. Theme songs by Rob Gasser. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Okay, bye. bye. No crinkly things. Sorry. It's one of the rules. Sorry. I'm already dreading editing this. So. <laughs> I could see Jordan's voice. Already dreading editing this. <laughs> this will be the worst edit job ever. <laughs> <laughs>